The Gemara is in the midst of analyzing the halacha of the Mishnah regarding which kinds of property are used to support the daughters after the father passes away, and the heirs, the sons, receive their inheritance. The Mishnah later on in a few dapim in our parak will expand on this to teach that the sons receive the ketubah payout from their mother, and the daughters will be supported off the property until they age that they get married, when they will no longer be needy of that sustenance they'll be married in that case. The Gemara's discussion is whether this quote-unquote property could include metaltalin, movable property. We learn halacha from Rav Yosef who said to the sons of the deceased father that they should use the dates, the tamarim, on the palm tree to sustain their sisters. Since they are still attached to the tree, they are considered mechubar, they're considered connected to the ground, connected to the tree, and they fall under quote-unquote property that daughters have a right to be sustained from, since the general rule is the metaltalin, movable property, are not used to support the daughters. Ask Abaye on our daf. Sof, sof, kola omed ligzos, because gazus dami. Says Abaye, I understand. What we're talking about here is dates, but these dates are going to be chopped off the tree. They're going to be cut off in the sense that they're ripe and they're no longer going to be relevant to be on the tree. So anything that stands to be detached, once it stands to be detached, it's considered as if it's no longer attached already. Even though it's physically attached, we consider it as if it's detached already. So if it's considered detached and it's not considered Mechubar anymore now, it's movable property. They should be considered metaltalin, should be considered movable property, and the daughter shouldn't be able to be sustained from that. So Yosef responded that he was referring to fruit that's not just, not yet ripe, yet, so they still need to stay on the on the palm tree a little bit longer. And this kind of phrase, kolaomed ligzo, something that stands to be, stands in the future to be detached, we've seen the likes of it in other places in Gemara Psachim, Yud Gimel Abbez, Kolaomed Lizro, Kazarakdami, something that stands to be thrown, is considered as if it's already been thrown, we'll encounter again in Bavakam and Nechulin and other contexts as well. We have the following application brought in the Ma'ar Sadaf regarding Halacha of the Esrog, the Esrog that we use in the four, four species on, on, on Sukkot, Lulav, Hadassa, Rava, and the Etrog, which are brought together for the mitzvah of Sukkot. The halacha is, if the Etrog is chaser, if it's missing a part of it, it is not considered a kosher Etrog to be used for the Dalabminim. Therefore, those who purchase an Etrog with a Pitam, a Pitam is the stem that sits on top of the of the etrog, are very careful that the pitam not fall off, rendering it chaser, rendering it lacking. So if you've had the question before, but were too embarrassed to ask, you're in good company. And that's when you stop, when you shop for your etrog, you see many etrogen without their pitam at all. So how are any of these uh, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of these etrogen being sold around the world? What makes these kosher? They're missing their pitam. So in general, the answer is like this. Etrogen that grow in the land of Israel, grow with their pitam on the tree, already there, and the majority of them, the pitam falls off on its own. It's part of the growth process. Why is this not considered lacking? Of course, if they don't grow with a pitam, that's a different story, and they're not called chaser, and the Ramah already in Orchaim, Tafresh, Memches, Siv Zayin, writes that explicitly. But but if they do grow it, based on the rule of Kola Omed Ligzos, if it's going to it's going to fall off, then we can, if it's going to be cut off, then we can just say the pitam was never meant to stay in the etrog anyway, so it's not considered to have been part of the etrog in the first place. If only it were so simple. Already the Tanaim and the Gemara Shavuos, Mem Gimel and Beis and other places argue about this principle. Now, if in the minimum everyone agrees when it comes to collecting from the inheritors, from the Yorshi, from these children, it applies. We cannot apply confidently to the Etro case. So now what do we do? So Rav Oshner in the Shevet Alevi 
Chelak Aleph, Simon Kufayin Zayin, held that the etrogim, whose pitam that falls off as part of its growth, is clearly not lacking. We do apply Kola Omed Ligzos, and the principles as follows. Rav Rosner basis on the Shalos of Shuvah's Chatam Sofer, Yeridea, Simon Reish, Nun Vav, who held that a person who's writing Sifri Torah, if he has black ink that with time is going to turn red, may not use that ink for its tefillin, mezuzahs, and sifrei Torah, because of the principle of koma omed ligzos. In other words, when that's a nature that it's considered attached, when it's its nature, it's going to change color, then we have a halacha that it's considered problematic, or it's considered as if it's already detached. In the case of the etrog, we'll make it kosher without having that pitam on the top. The beauty of halacha is it expands our viewpoint and perspective, not just to view how something looks right now in this very moment, but to consider the context of what was before, what is going to be in the future, always challenging us to broaden our horizons.